Good morning, or afternoon, or whenever it is to all of you listeners and lovers of cartoons. We all know Saturday morning is the best time to watch cartoons, but it's not the only time. So no matter where you are or what day it is, welcome to Kelby's Cartoon Corner, the show where we discuss all the best cartoons, from 90s Nicktoons to current animation. And by we, I mean me, Kelby, alone in my living room while my roommate is either asleep or out of the house, because she's not into cartoons the same way I am. Hey, y'all. Also, I want to give just, like, a quick heads up. Um, I feel... Personally, I feel like I am screaming into this mic right now. Um, I'm having some wisdom tooth slash ear issues, so I can't hear out of one ear. Like, all I hear is, like, moo, moo, moo. Well, like, I hear, like, like reverb in one of my ears. So if it sounds... I'm going to try to edit the, like, volume of this. And, like, I'm trying to compensate because I feel like I'm yelling, but I'm trying to, like, adjust the microphone volume, and I'll try, when I edit this, I'll try to, like, compress it so that it's not like I'm screaming. So I'm just, I'm warning you that the volume for this episode, and possibly also the Danny Phantom episode, which is next week's episode, might be a little bit funky. Like, it might be kind of all over the place, just because I feel like I'm screaming because I can't hear out of one ear. So I apologize um, to your earbuds, your earbuds, your eardrums in advance. If it sounds like I'm screaming and or if it feels to you like I'm screaming, I promise I'm not trying to. I'm trying to talk at a regular volume. It's just coming off as loud because I can only hear out of one ear, but I don't want to fall behind on recording podcast episodes in preparation for getting my wisdom teeth pulled. So I'm trying to like do a bunch of episodes all at once. So there might be a couple episodes here and there where the volume is kind of like all over the place. Just warning you ahead of time. I did not mean to take two full minutes to ramble about the volume, but you know, it happens. So here we are. I'm sorry. Uh, Like I apologize to your eardrums. We're going to continue on with the podcast. This was just a brief PSA for your ears. Are you guys ready for the show with the catchiest theme song of the early 90s? That's right. This week we're talking about Doug, the Nick version, not the Disney version. I remember being really into this show as a kid, but it ended in 94 and I was born in 95, so I only ever saw the reruns that were on Nick. Also, just a heads up, this podcast is probably going to be one of the shortest ones that I've done so far. I tried so hard to get into Doug. I tried really hard to watch all of it, and I just, I couldn't. I skipped around, and I asked uh, people on Facebook what their favorite episodes were, and I watched all the ones that everyone suggested. But I, as far as watching the whole show, I just, I couldn't do it. Um, I don't know if it's because I wasn't super into it when it was popular or if it's just because I'm older and I don't really fit the like demographic of what the show was made to be for. I don't know what it was. I just couldn't get into it. But I really appreciate the show and I really liked it as a kid and I love the theme song so I wanted to at least touch on it. But I'm just going to warn you ahead of time that this this is going to be a really short episode but there will be some like uh, filler slash bonus content at the end. So if you are just here for Doug, you're only going to be here for about 10 minutes or so. And if you're here for the full episode, then you'll have a lot of fun at the end. So let's get into it. So if it is Saturday when you're listening, I hope you have some comfy pants and a snack or four. I mean, regardless of what day it is, I hope you have comfy pants and snacks, but, you know, especially if it's Saturday. But whatever day it is, I hope you're ready to hear about this week's show, Doug. Also, be sure to check the description of this podcast where I'll leave links to any YouTube videos or recipes or anything like that. Um, 
not a whole lot about Doug, just because I wasn't super into it when I tried to watch it again. Um, there will be, I'm going to try to leave a link. There is a Binging with Babish episode about Doug, and I'll talk about that at the very end, but that link will be in the description. But with all of that out of the way, let's head on down to Bluffington, and let's check in with Doug. Dear Journal and or Diary... That's how every episode of Doug starts. Every episode is Doug uh, recounting something that's happened during the day, like a retrospective. Uh, I think that's a super fun idea. Not a whole lot of shows do stuff like that. Except, as told by Ginger, I don't think every episode starts with her writing in a diary, but like a lot of the episodes take place uh, with Ginger writing in a diary. I loved that show. If anybody knows where we, you can find As Told by Ginger, I would love to rewatch that. I can't find it. I can't find, like, a box set. I can't find it on any streaming service. So if anybody knows where to find that, hit me up. Because that's a show that I would love to cover on this podcast, but I can't find it anywhere, so I can't really do it justice. Anyway, Doug. I love that Doug is portrayed just as, like, a normal kid going through normal stuff. He has a crush on a girl, he gets bullied, he has a best friend, he keeps a journal. I think the journal thing is really indicative of the era that the show was created for. The show was on Nick from 1991 until 94, and I think keeping journals and diaries was something that was super common for kids during this, like, era of the early 90s. Also, the entire run of this show took place before I was born, and I feel like maybe that's why I had trouble getting into it. I remember watching it when I was young, but when you're super young, you're just watching the pictures, and you're not really paying attention to the plot. Again, I, I like Doug. Like, I appreciate Doug. I just couldn't get into the story, because the whole story is about, like, I don't know how old Doug is supposed to be. Somewhere in between, like, eight possibly, and, like, 12, and that's just, I am so far removed from that, I feel like maybe that's why I had trouble getting into it, and that wasn't the age that I was when I was watching it, even when it was on, like, when I was watching Rewinds, when I was, (laughs) when I was watching, when I was watching Reruns, I was, like, five or six, so I was, like, kind of in that demographic, but I, like, I don't remember anything about it, I remember that, uh, the girl that Doug liked was Patty, but I forgot that her last name was Mayonnaise until recently, and let me tell you, that was a fun thing to rediscover. That was very fun. I appreciate Patty Mayonnaise. I really like that. Okay, so all of that being said, I did really like every episode that I watched. I just didn't watch the whole show. I think the theme song is super catchy. I appreciate that it's very real. Like, everything that happens to Doug and his friends is something that could really happen. Like, there was an episode that uh, Doug is in the Bluff Scouts, and they had to go sell uh, chocolate bars. Like, that's something that could very easily happen to somebody. There's an episode that takes place around picture day at school. It's just very normal, mundane things that any kid could experience. And I... That's part of the charm of the show, I think. And while all of that makes Doug really charming and relatable, I think that also might be part of the reason why I, as an adult, couldn't get into it. Again, I appreciate the story that it tells, and I honor it as one of the original Nicktoons. However, a lot of the shows that I tend to watch over and over, and the shows that I was into as a kid, are, like, shows that are really fantastical, and, like, great things, you know, exciting adventures, cool things are happening. It's not just, like, about a kid in elementary school. 
like space rocks saving the earth from other mean space rocks while singing power ballads about love and loss lit love it respect kids being transported into a digital world to save it and the real world from evil lit my jam love it a kid with ghost powers that is in love with his goth best friend yes stan love it a girl who travels around the world with her family talking to animals absolutely that was my dream also all four of those shows have rockin' theme songs. Steven Universe theme song, great. Digimon theme song, awesome. Danny Phantom theme song, great. The Wild Thornberries, yo, yes. Absolutely love that song. We love Nigel Thornberry in this house. Okay, one of the things that I really do appreciate about Doug is the fact that Patty seems to really like Doug just as he is. I don't know that she reciprocates his, like, possible... Again, he's like... 12 or whatever like he's not he's not like in love with her or whatever but like I don't know if Patty reciprocates the same kind of feelings that Doug has for her but she does like him just the way that he is she doesn't try to change anything about him and I I appreciate that whether they are just friends or there is something romantical kind of happening because again I didn't watch the whole show so that might blossom into something over the course of the rest of the show but the couple episodes that I watched space throughout all the seasons i didn't really like pick up on any like romantical vibes from patty but again that could change later on okay i keep like i'm reading a script but i keep like going off script to add more things because i'm trying to make this episode a little bit longer like talk about doug a little bit more so i keep losing my spot so bear with me Oh, okay. So Patty really likes Doug just the way that he is. And again, regardless of whether or not that is in a romantic sense or just in like a platonic friendship kind of thing, I think that's a really good message that modern cartoons are still really trying to tell kids. You don't have to change the way you are on any level to make somebody like you. If they don't like you, that's their problem. And they can get to know you if they want to, but that's not your job to bend over backwards to make them notice you. And I appreciate that Patty doesn't try to change anything about Doug and therefore Doug doesn't feel like he has to change anything about himself to get Patty to like him again whether that be platonically or romantically I appreciate that message I've only seen a few episodes spaced over the four seasons that aired on Nick but one that I do remember is pretty early on like literally episode two or three I don't remember it's right after Doug moves into town Doug goes with Skeeter to pick up his little brother from daycare, and his brother looks at Doug and calls him Big Nose, and so Doug spends the rest of the episode really self-conscious about his nose, and it gets to the point where he doesn't even want to have his picture taken at school, and again, this is the kind of thing that I appreciate about the show, because it's like, it's putting a message forward, it's not pushing it, but it's doing it in a way that is relatable to kids, like being really self-conscious and not wanting to have your picture taken at school, and it's over something that was like super harmless that a literal toddler said to Doug, but it was enough for him to be like, oh crap, is my nose really that big? And then he didn't want to get his picture taken at school. And then he eventually runs into Patty. And again, this is why I really appreciate Patty. He runs into her and she's like, are you really worried about your nose being that big? Cause I don't think you have a big nose. I like your nose just the way it is. And then that's enough for Doug to be like, oh, okay, well then it must be okay. And then he goes to get his picture taken and like everything is good. Patty likes him just the way that he is and everything is cool at the end. Also, they do something really fun at their school that I wish more, like, schools had done, at least my elementary school, elementary school, I wish that we had done this. They call it, is it picture exchange day? Is that what it is? Like, you know when you order the 
uh, you get your school photo, and they come in, like, the unnecessary packages. Like, one of them is, like, one 8x10, and then 4,000, like, 3x5 pictures that you are never going to be able to give away for the rest of your life. Like, you're just going to always have a million pictures of 5-year-old you just, like, floating around the house. We have pictures like that. We have several, I, can't, I don't even know, they're, like, 1 inch by 2 inch pictures of my little brother when he was like six months old it's so cute he has a little tie and it's super cute but yo they are freaking everywhere i found them in my shoes i found them when i moved out of my parents house i think there were some like wrapped up in my sheets like i have them they're just everywhere because it was one of those unnecessary packages that we got from sears when sears was really popular to go get your picture taken they're just, they're everywhere, okay? But that's what they were doing in their elementary school. Everybody got, like, 15 or 20 of pictures of themselves, and then they, like, autographed them on the back, like, baseball cards, and then they, like, traded them, and you're trying to get everybody's picture. And I think that would have been really fun to do in elementary school. Now, we could have just done that, you know, on our own. We could have organized all of the, like, all of the fourth graders could have organized and been like, hey, let's convince our parents to get this picture package so that we can exchange all these pictures of ourselves. Like, when we were in elementary school, shout out to anybody that I went to elementary school with, do you guys remember when we were in, like, third or fourth grade and we convinced everybody that we could run to Alaska? Like, we convinced everybody, all the, like, all the kids on the entire playground that if enough of us ran to the back of this field, there was, like, an opening in the gate, and we convinced ourselves that if enough of us ran, the lunch ladies would not be able to stop us. And if, if, like, four of us got out, it was considered a successful mission. And, like, yo, what were we thinking? Like, why? Can you imagine being the lunch lady and, like, all of a sudden, like, 40 fourth graders just run for no reason? Like, with nowhere to go? They're just running. Like, can you imagine the panic that would overtake you if, like, all of them just got out of the fence? Thank God that we never... It came to the day of, and we were just like, mm, you know what, maybe this isn't a good idea. And bless us for having a little bit of common sense, because how much trouble would we have gotten in if we had gotten out of the fence and just, like, ran down the street? Like, bye, lunch ladies, let's just go. Yo. That was wild. Shout out to all of my uh, Edison alum. Hello. How y'all doing? Another episode that I remember is also about body image issues. Doug spends a few weeks with his grandma, who, like, caters to his every whim. So he spends the entire time sitting around and eating junk food, and when he gets back, everybody can tell that he's gained weight. He even, like, he asks Skeeter about it at one point, and Skeeter looks at him. Oh, he says, do I look any different to you? And Skeeter's like, no, you don't look any different, you're just fat. And then Doug's like, oh, okay. And he goes and, like, looks in the mirror, and he's like, it's a weird like, body dysmorphia thing, because he's looking in the mirror, and he's honestly not that chub, but he looks in the mirror, and he's, like, like, he's, like, huge, and, like, he's got all these rolls, and it's, like, you're, you're good, bro. First of all, you're, like, nine, or whatever. Like, you have enough metabolism, all that's gonna be gone in a couple of weeks. Like, you, you good. Just eat some carrots, and you'll be all right. But, uh, he, yeah, he looks, and Skeeter's not helping. He's like, no, you're just fat. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. So then on top of that, after he gets back, he gets a, uh, like an invitation to a pool party in the mail. And he's like, ooh, okay, I've got two weeks until this pool party is happening. So I've got two weeks to try to lose all this weight. And he goes out and he buys a bunch of, uh, like workout tapes 
And he, I think it's supposed to be, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger that's, like, doing the workout tapes. Because he's, he's, like, definitely got, like, that accent. And he's really buff. And he's got the, like, square head with the, like, army cut on the top. I don't know. It's fun. Very, again, very indicative of the early 90s. We love. So he works super hard. And he, like, diets. And he's losing all this weight and he finally gets to like the day of the pool party and he weighs himself and he's lost all the weight but he still feels like he's fat also in the background of this episode doug feels like he's too fat so he's trying to lose weight skeeter feels like he's too skinny so skeeter's eating like seven dozen donuts every day like every day he comes out of the donut shop and he's just like eating donuts first of all that is my dream i would love to just be able to eat donuts and like not gain any weight so Doug feels like he's too fat. Skeeter feels like he's too skinny. Everybody in this episode is, like, struggling with a different, like, area of their body that they feel like is wrong or, you know, too big or too skinny or whatever. So the entire episode, Doug is trying to lose all this weight. He finally does lose the weight, and the number on the scale is different, but Doug doesn't feel any different. He doesn't feel like he's lost all that weight. He doesn't feel like he should be going to this pool party but his parents come in and they're like oh come on you've been looking forward to this for forever and so he's like okay and the whole drive to the pool party he's trying to tell himself different excuses that he can tell everybody about why he can't get in the pool or you know anything anything he's trying to do anything so that nobody will see him in his bathing suit and then he finally gets to the party and he realizes that everybody else is having the same problem like skeeter still thinks that he's too skinny everybody else is like oh my feet are too big i don't want anybody it's like all of these like crazy things that you think in your head but in reality like nobody actually cares everybody's there for the same reason they're all there to have this pool party you know they're all there to have fun so eventually Doug is just like, you know what, this is stupid. And he like takes off his shirt and he jumps in the pool and then everybody's like, oh, you know what? Yeah, this is stupid. Let's all get in the pool. It's very strange because like Doug does a cannonball into the pool and then it like pans over to all the kids that are like standing on the pool deck and they all just start like ripping their shirts off, throwing their shoes and then they all jump into the pool. It's very like everything happens in like a whirlwind of action. Like all of a sudden all the kids are stripping and they just get in the pool. But you know. It's a good, it's a good message for the kids. Like, it doesn't matter what you, it doesn't matter what you look like, especially if you're all there for the same reason. Like, you're all there to just enjoy being in the pool together. Who cares what you look like? And I think that's something that, again, that's something that modern day cartoons, not, I don't know. I haven't personally seen any, like, modern day kids cartoons that are really, like, touching on, uh, like, body image issues. The only show that I've seen really is uh, Big Mouth, which is touching on a lot of different stuff in a lot of different areas. But again, that show is about children, but it's for adults. That is not a show for children, okay? Unless you're like, I don't know, like that's a, that's a decision that you as a parent make for your kid, but I'm just letting you know that Big Mouth was not made for children. It is about children and about things that kids are going through in middle school. It is not a show made for children if that is a show that you decide that your kid is okay to watch that is on you that is a decision that you as a parent make i'm just letting you know that is not the target demographic <laughs> but yeah okay big mouth is the only show that i know for sure that is um about kids that are dealing with body image issues or like issues of sexuality like like directly dealing with it like steven universe tackles stuff like that but it does it in a way that it's not it's like 
hinted at and like subliminal it's not you know and it does it well steven universe does it very well but it's not doing it you know it's not in your face it and it's a slow it takes place over the course of several seasons okay i, I steven universe is one of my favorite shows y'all and i'm gonna keep talking about it until i get the chance to do a full episode about it which is coming in three weeks maybe a month i don't remember i don't remember when i have that one scheduled for but we'll get there when we get there so the pool party episode of Doug is probably one of my favorite of the select few episodes that I've seen recently. Uh, I was a chubby kid. I'm still kind of overweight, but I don't care as much about it now. Also because right now we're like really deep in the middle of like the body positivity movement and it's easier for me not to feel so badly about it. But I appreciate this episode from like 1992 telling kids that it's okay just to like look however you look and you don't have to, again, you don't have to change anything about yourself to get people to like you. And I appreciate that. Okay. Honestly, y'all, that's all that I had to say about Doug. Um, it was super short uh, I'm looking at the time right now. I'm at about 20 minutes in, which is a little bit longer than I thought it was going to be. But by the time I edit all of this down, it's probably going to be like 10 or 15 minutes. But honestly, that's more than I thought that I was going to have to say about it. Again, I just want to say that I still like Doug. I mean, I wouldn't have covered it if I didn't like it. I just couldn't get into the real meat of the show. I like the concept. I like the nostalgia of revisiting the show. And I respect it as a pioneer of kids shows in the early 90s. Um, I love Doug, and I'll keep watching episodes casually, but I don't think that I'm ever going to be able to binge the entire show like I would like to in order to cover it the way that I would want and in the way that I'm going to be covering other shows. Because I play, my plan is to watch the entirety of a show, and then I can dissect it and pick my favorite elements or my favorite episodes, stuff like that. But Doug, I couldn't really do that because I didn't watch the whole show. So I just watched a couple of episodes that people on Facebook said were their favorite episodes when they were kids, and that's where we went from there. So I've only seen a handful of episodes. Again, I remember the show. I don't remember a whole lot about it because I was just watching the pictures, not really paying attention to what was going on. So... With all of that being said, Doug does have one of the catchiest theme songs, and in an effort to make this podcast just a little bit longer than what we're currently, uh, the timestamp that we're currently at, I want to take some time and talk about some of my favorite cartoon theme songs. This is going to be kind of a rapid fire of my favorites. Obviously, due to copyright reasons, I can't play the theme songs, although if I could, I totally would. So I'm just going to list my favorites and maybe give a brief statement about why I like it, and then you can go and listen for yourself. I don't have a number, like a top ten list or anything like that. I'm just going to list off any songs that come to mind. I'm, I'm just going to let y'all know. It was like 3 a.m. when I typed out this script, so it, it may not be super coherent, but like when I typed it, it was. And I reread it, obviously, before I started recording this, but like I'm just letting you know it's going to kind of be all over the place. And I'm going to mostly cover, I don't think I cover any adult animation theme songs. It's only kids' cartoons. Not that the theme song is like, I don't think there's any theme song that's like super explicit. But I'm just letting you know, for, you know, in case you're wondering about that, it's only kids' cartoons. And it's mostly cartoons that I watched when I was growing up. So here we go. And I'm just going to, I'm going to try to do it really quick so we don't take up like, just as much time that we took with Doug talking about theme songs. All right. So let me just say, if you were only here for Doug, thanks for listening. If you're here for the entire podcast, let's talk about theme songs. All right, here we go. (laughs) 
obviously Doug is on the list. I love how simple it is, and I love that the title sequence for the show is, like, a pencil, and it's, like, I don't know. I just like it. I like the title sequence. I really like that it's uh, simple, catchy, easy to hum. It's very, it gets stuck in your head really easily. Speaking of simple cartoon theme songs, I think We Bear Bears is also one of my favorites. Um, it's on, I think it's still airing on Cartoon Network. I'm not sure. I'm not a hardcore fan of the show. I'm just like a casual viewer, but I, you know, enough to know that the theme song is super catchy. We also can't do a list like this without at least mentioning Danny Phantom. Y'all, I forgot what a true masterpiece this show was. I just finished watching it for next week's episode, and I finished all three seasons over a weekend. Like, now, granted, it was a long weekend, but, like, still, I watched all three seasons in, like, two or three days. It was great. It was a very easy binge, very quick. Uh, the theme song it gives you the whole story, and Butch Hartman actually said that he did that on purpose so that you could jump into any episode and not feel like you missed part of the story. Um, I'll cover that more in next week's episode, but, yeah, Danny Phantom has a marvelous intro. In the same way that Danny Phantom told a story through the theme song, so did the intro for Captain Planet. Y'all, Captain Planet was my favorite superhero growing up, and nobody knew who Captain Planet was. I don't even remember. I don't know how I got started watching Captain Planet. I don't remember what network it was on. That's another show that was on. Like, it started in 1990, and I think it ended in, like, 95 or 96. I could be wrong about that. That could have ended a little bit... Somewhere in that area, okay? Enough to where, like, I was young enough that I shouldn't have really I shouldn't remember that show it took place way before I was like watching cartoons but again loved Captain Planet also that is another show that I would love to cover on the podcast and I can't find it anywhere not in its entirety I can find like a couple of episodes here and there on YouTube but I can't find the full show so if anybody knows of a streaming service or like where I can buy a box set or anything like that I will pay for a streaming service simply to watch one show like that's how dedicated I am to watching these shows yo so if anybody knows where I can find Captain Planet hit me up uh, the, the, okay, the theme song for Captain Planet doesn't actually play until the end credits of the song, but even the intro of the song gives me goosebumps. Like, even just the first, like, when the dude says our world is in peril and Gaia, the, like, spirit of the earth, like, Mother Nature, like, sent rings into, yo, it's just everything. And it's fantastical, and there's a superhero, and it's about, like, saving the environment. It's, like, everything that I loved in a show. Also, the animation style is, like, super... It's just got, like, a very specific animation style, and I, I like that. And I love Captain Planet, yo. Okay, we're gonna move on. We're gonna not spend the entire time talking about Captain Planet. But again, love that show. Favorite superhero. Great. Excellent. Moving on. <laughs> when I decided that I was really gonna commit to doing this podcast, I decided that I needed to expand my cartoon knowledge outside of what I remember from my childhood. And by doing so, I discovered Detention Air. I talked about this briefly in the episode that I did on The Hollow, just because they were both Canadian animated shows. Y'all, when I tell you that this is the best mystery cartoon I have ever seen, it is so good. I can't even begin to tell you uh, a short snippet of how perfect this show was. And the theme song is no exception. The show was on in Canada from 2011 until 2014, and it's available on Tubi. 
T-U-B-I. It's a free streaming service. It's totally free. Though I will warn you, since uh, typing up the script, I have finished the show. Season 4 ends in the most cliffhangery cliffhanger that I've ever experienced in my entire life, and then the show got cancelled. So I don't know where the story is gonna go after this. Like, everything comes to a head, and like, all of the, all the couples that were supposed to be a couple for the entire show finally get together in the last, like, 30 seconds of the show, and then cancelled. So... I'm a little bit miffed about that, but that's okay. It's still a really good show, all right? So, Detention Air, if you're looking for a new show to watch, I highly recommend. Canadian animated shows have no business being so good. The Hollow is also Canadian, and while it doesn't have a super long theme song, I do really like the opening of the show. It's eerie, it's a little bit spooky, and it's super short, and I love it. It's great. It's, it's, it fits the theme of the show perfectly. It's really good. Do you guys remember the theme song for the Magic School Bus? That was my jam, and it still is. Like, sometimes I just queue it up on YouTube just to listen to it. It's it's very fun. It's it's jazzy. It makes you excited to learn. Like, I loved the Magic School Bus show. I loved the books. I loved Miss Frizzle. I loved all the things. I love everything about the Magic School Bus. Also, they remade this show for Netflix, and I haven't watched a full episode because I'm not in the target demographic for that show, but I will tell you that they used the same theme song, they just, like, jazzed it up a little bit, and that, I appreciate that. I appreciate you being true to the original, the, like, the original content. I appreciate that. Okay, we're gonna go down a little bit of a rabbit hole of, like, kids' shows. Uh, does anybody remember PB&J Otter on Playhouse Disney? That song was great. I didn't necessarily love the show, but I do remember the theme song. And also the Noodle Dance song. It always, like, it always really irritated me when I would watch the show. They would just, like, because in my head, they stopped in-universe to sing this song about thinking. Like, if y'all would just shut up and think, then we wouldn't have to, like, have this whole song about it. But, like, you know, I understand why that needed to be in there for, like, a transition for kids, but all right. I had a Playhouse Disney cassette tape. Actually, I still have it. It's like, I know exactly where it is in my house right now. I just don't have a way to listen to it because I don't have a cassette player. But that was one of the songs that was on it, and it's great. It's a really fun theme song. Also, Arthur. That theme song hasn't changed in 20 years, and it's still great. It's, mm, appreciate Arthur. Pepper Ann, another show that I watched in the same way that I watched Doug kind of in passing because it was on, it was popular before I was really old enough to be watching cartoons. But I still appreciate the theme song. Again, don't remember anything about the show, except I think Pepper Ann's, like, voice was kind of weird. Like, it didn't fit her body. But, like, I still, I like the theme song, if nothing else. The Weekenders. Does anybody remember the show? I think it was on Toon Disney in, like, 2003. That song rocks. Also, so does the show, from what I can remember. Like, again, I only remember a little bit of the show, but I remember really, really being into it. And it's a show that, like, nobody remembers. And I can't find it anywhere. It's not on Disney+. Plus. It's not on any streaming service. It's literally nowhere. Like, the show never existed. There is one episode on YouTube. It's a Halloween episode, and it's split up across, like, 17 different videos in, like, two-minute chunks to avoid copyright or something. But, like, two minutes of it is missing. And it's, like, not the full screen it's just it's frustrating it doesn't do the show justice so if anybody knows where i can find the weekenders that would be marvelous i would love to watch that show so that i can cover it on here because i really liked it the new adventures of winnie the pooh that theme song and that show were iconic to my childhood pooh holds a really special place in my heart and i will cover the show because it's on disney plus and i'm hyped to do that but uh, Pooh is really pure, bless him, and bless that song, and that show, all of it.
the Digimon theme song. This is the only anime that I'm going to cover in the main section of the podcast without, like, doing a full anime season. I really, really loved this show as a kid, and it had a huge impact on me. I love the English dub and the original Japanese theme, but the dub is what I grew up with, so that's what I picked to put on this list, but also let it be known that I do appreciate the Japanese version. Code Lyoko, another show that if you know it, you love it, but if you've never seen it, you have no idea. Once upon a time, this was on Netflix, but then they took it off, and now it's only available on YouTube. But regardless of where you watch it, the theme song is the best. I literally only need, like, two seconds, like, that first little, like, I think it's violin is the instrument that they play it on, but, like, bro, I only need that first, like, two seconds of it, and I know what's happening, and I'm amped. I'm ready. Let's go. And how can we forget the master of all cartoons from the 2010s renaissance of cartoons, Steven Universe? We are all the Crystal Gems, and we appreciate Rebecca Sugar for blessing us with this show, as well as every other song included in it. I could go on for literal days about the music of Steven Universe, but that is an episode for another day. That episode is coming. Stay tuned for that. Also, my roommate will be joining me for that, because that is one of the only cartoons that we have ever watched in its entirety together. And also, it's currently one of her faves, along with mine. Like, I introduced her to it, and bless, because it's been a really fun thing for us to be doing together. Gravity Falls can also not be left out of the great cartoonissance. Is that a thing? Is that what people are calling it? That's what I'm calling it. Um, Gravity Falls is a show that is also a masterpiece, but the theme song itself rocks. It's lit. The opening of Hey Arnold will always hit a super nostalgic, like, vibe for me. Every time I see the opening of that show, I remember what it felt like to be, like, seven or eight and running around with the kids in your neighborhood without a care in the world. Just being a kid, doing kid stuff. You gotta be home when the streetlights come on. The Wild Thornberries also hits. I really love this show. Um, I love it so much that when we moved into our apartment, I asked my roommate if I could buy a ridiculous Nigel Thornberry shower curtain. You've probably seen it. It says splashing on the top of it. And Nigel's face, there's like little animals all over it. And Nigel's face is uh, on all these different animals. Like there's one where he's a mermaid. He's a walrus on one of them. It's great. It's not hanging presently, but it is in that we have like seven shower curtains that we rotate around and that is in the rotation. It's just not currently hanging. If you follow this podcast on Twitter, I will tweet a picture of that shower curtain when this podcast goes live, just so that y'all can, you can have proof that we do in fact have the shower curtain. Alright, I feel like that's good. Um, I'm gonna do a super quick rapid fire just to mention a couple more cartoons before we wrap up. Uh, don't have... Oh, I do mention one uh, adult animation show in here, but again, it's not, like, whatever. Uh, just real quick rapid fire just so that I don't miss any that I really liked. Kim Possible, love it. Pokemon, iconic. Phineas and Ferb, Rocks, Avatar, not really a theme song, but still a stellar opening sequence. Dragon Tales, yo, that, yes. DuckTales, I don't, I, is the new, is the remake, the 2017 remake, is that the same theme song as the one from, like, the 90s? Don't know, but either way, DuckTales, lit. Recess, no words, just whistling, but, like, marvelous. Big Mouth, absolutely love it. I do not skip the theme song. Also, because sometimes if you skip the theme song, you miss things that happen. Love it. Rocket Power. Also would love to cover this cartoon. Can't find it anywhere. Anybody knows a streaming service where I can find Rocket Power? Hit me up, because I'd love to watch that again. Chalk Zone. Really, like, obscure reference to a cartoon that was on Nick in, like, 2005. Not my favorite cartoon. Really catchy theme song. Maya and Miguel. 
was on PBS Kids. There was like a couple of years where we didn't have cable. We only had PBS. Maya and Miguel slaps. Super Y. Word Girl. Also PBS shows. <laughs> Those last two might seem really weird because they're very recent and definitely made for young kids on PBS. My mom runs a daycare, so I see a lot of kids shows. Or I, I don't live at home anymore, but I did when they were on, you know, just like in passing. I hear them. Also, there was a period of a few years right in the middle of the Great Recession where we didn't have cable. My dad, like, canceled the cable, and all we had was PBS. So I've watched a lot of PBS shows in my in my time of being cartoon savvy. <laughs> also, a song that I didn't include on here is the theme for The Loud House. I've never seen the show, but I do really like the song. Is that a show worth watching? Is there a story, or is it just a show for kids with a lot of fart jokes? I'm not opposed to that. But if that's all the show is, then I don't want to invest a lot of time in it. Also, I googled it, and one of the similar shows that came up was Fanboy and Chum Chum, which, no ma'am, we, no, I can't. If it's, if it's anything like that, I refuse. I will not watch it. But if you have a good argument for why I should be watching The Loud House, I would love to hear it. I would love to be convinced to watch that show. Alright, that wraps up this episode. Um, I'm sorry I didn't talk any more about Doug. I loved the show as a kid, I just couldn't get into it as an adult. But I hope that you enjoyed the theme song talk anyway. Did you like Doug as a kid? If so, what was your favorite episode? Because again, I want to watch episodes kind of in passing. I just I can't watch the full show in its entirety. If you didn't watch Doug, what is your favorite cartoon theme song? As always, hit me up on Twitter, at uh, Kelby underscore cartoons. Also, I do want to mention that there is a Binging with Babish episode about Doug. He makes banana pudding pizza. I'll link that description. I'll link that video in the description because then at the end, he and his friend sing. <laughs> he and his friend sing the theme song, and it's very fun. Again, love the theme song. It's very catchy. Regardless of whether or not you watch Doug, I hope that you really enjoyed listening to this episode. Be sure to stick around next week when we'll be talking about Danny Phantom, an absolute treasure of the Butch Hartman animation catalog. I love Danny Phantom, and I hope that you do too. So until then, happy Saturday, or, you know, whenever it is, whatever day it is, whenever you're listening. Happy whatever, and stay safe. <laughs>